I know. Hello, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to the Poetry Prompt podcast. Um, my name is Jill Fredenberg, and I'm here with Taylor Vinson. And this week, we're going to talk about how tech can affect your creative spirit, your ability to write in both positive and negative ways. Music. first week what after spring break so i am dragging right now um yeah back to reality for sure how about you this week has been really hard and i'm also dragging we've also been in a room recording this podcast for well we just now started recording but it's so warm in here that my brain kind of feels melty but it's felt melty all week. So <laughs> part of the reason... It's like, oh, you can't blame it on the room then. <laughs> no, like, I don't know how much more... I don't know. I started riding my bike again, though, which is nice. It is nice. It is nice outside today. It's so, a good day to ride your bike. Re, what is it? Relive those childhood movements or something. See, you say that, but I, <laughs> I didn't know how to ride my bike when I was a kid, so I had to oh. teach myself maybe, I think my sophomore year of college, I taught myself by riding around my 100-acre campus, and I constantly wow. fell over. That is such a poem. Can you imagine? Like, riding, learning how to ride the bike is such a childhood learning experience, right? But here you are teaching yourself how to do that in college setting, trying to learn how to be an adult. I don't know. <laughs> the end result of that poem would be that I am neither adult nor child, yes. and I am just suspended in an awkward area of my life, yes. which is fine. That does sound like an interesting. Maybe I'll revisit that, um, particular, particularly on one of these sunny days. This, that's like a whole book of poetry. Just call it Bicycles. Bicycles? Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, this is why you got to have friends who write people. They, they tell you when you're stupid life stories could potentially be not so terrible creative works of art <laughs> yeah it's always like uh, the phrase is that's a poem mm-hmm. that's a poem hashtag that's a poem hashtag that's a poem <laughs> <laughs> to talk about technology because I actually sat down to write on some of our older prompts from Dr. Gawanter and from Justin last week. Mm -hmm. Sorry, this week on Wednesday. And I got on Instagram to check our Instagram to to remind myself of the prompts and immediately got very distracted. But at the same time, I recognized the importance of having those tech tools to be able to look at what we have posted and established as the prompts and so I started thinking about the the benefits and drawbacks of having such easy access to technology in terms of creativity how it can be really distracting but also be a really great source for what I am calling like intellectual foraging where like you think you know something you're like something is on the cusp of your brain and you just can't your finger on it or if you really want to get deep into a subject like google's amazing 
Yeah, Google is great for finding synonyms. <laughs> no, yeah, syn- what is it, synonym.com? Um, I think I go to thesaurus.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Or like dictionary.com is great because sometimes, a lot of times actually, I think I have a larger vocabulary when I'm writing than when I'm speaking. And so when I'm writing, I'll be using all these words and I have to like fact check myself and be like, does this make sense? Is this like actually what I'm trying to say? And surprisingly, sometimes I am correct and sometimes I am not, but that is okay. (laughs) I think that ability to double check is really neat. And I'm sure that old poets from the 1920s, 1930s also double checked, but they would need to have used other people, professors, experts, or whatever, and maybe like a paper dictionary, which Mm -hmm. time-wise, they had that time. They didn't feel the need to be, they didn't feel the need to be like constantly distracted I guess like we do because of digital stuff yeah I don't know I mean I think that I've known people write like poems and like just notes in their phone for like so long I guess since we've even been able to do that in our phones so I think in a certain way you know technology has been useful to be able to have quick access to jotting down ideas that may be quickly fleeting or whatever uh, I don't know that's how I've used it um, but it, it definitely can be distracting in terms of social media if you're trying to actually write something sometimes I'll be like I don't know in the middle of writing and then I'll close out my notes app and then I'll go <laughs> scroll through like Instagram or something because it's such a like habit to just close out one and then go to that go to the other then go to the other and it's yeah it's crazy I've done this thing I don't know if my phone has this setting turned on right now but if I click the like on button three times it turn it changes it to black and white now because the color response to your brain is supposed to be less triggering so that you want to look at it all the time so by making my phone I don't here let me see if I can do it right now (laughs) and show you so for some reason, like, my brain doesn't need to look at this as often. I'm showing Taylor my phone. It's in black and white. Um, what? And, and it has, you know how on at least the iPhone now, it'll tell you this is your amount of screen time. My screen time has gone down. What is it? I think it's, like, an hour and 45 minutes a day. That's nice. This girl said, I saw her, she said her screen time was, like, eight hours. I'm like, how do you spend eight hours of your day? I think what... I got frustrated with myself with was sitting down with the intention to write, getting on socials just to check the prompts, and then getting so distracted. I've set aside 15 minutes in the morning after I get dressed and eat breakfast and all of those things, and those 15 minutes are supposed to be like my poetry 15 minutes where mm-hmm. I read poetry, and I have like paper uh, paper journals that I'm subscribed to, like the po- like Poetry Foundation's monthly thing, and... I need to start just turning off my phone for that 15 minutes because I think every morning for at least the last month, those 15 minutes have not been poetry minutes. So maybe this is a Jill problem. Like, maybe this is a me problem. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe you could just try writing the prompts down beforehand so that you don't have to look online for them. That could be helpful. <laughs> that could be helpful, yeah, just doing that, getting a bunch of them written down before maybe prior to the week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. 
but I know like a lot of people do use Instagram to post and share their work. Like a lot of people have been getting really famous and selling their books and getting like book deals um, because they grow a large following on social media and um, people are getting their hands into it and sharing it. And it's just, it's like a really popular way to sort of be an artist. It's like to be self-made, you know, to get your work out yourself. So I think that's pretty cool too. Yeah, to have that personal brand mm-hmm. as well. Is that how Rupi Kapoor started? Do you yeah. know? That is? Yeah. Well, I think so. I follow Alex L. And she is a writer from the D.C. area, actually. But she's, like, very popular. Um, and she does a lot of poetry and just kind of, like, positive, enlightening, encouraging words on Instagram. And she, like, travels um, reading and doing these sort of, like, self-care, healing workshops and talks and stuff. So you can really create your brand um, and be more than just a writer. Like, she does collaborations with different jewelry companies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's really amazing, honestly. I'm quite jealous, I have to admit, because she seems like, you know, she has a kind of lifestyle that is just like conducive I, to writing yeah like it's it's i don't know i'm i'm sure she's worked very hard for it to be able to at least illustrate some kind of lifestyle where she can be free to write and to um have these kind of more reflective sorts of talks um and like get paid for it you know <laughs> that's great I, have you ever looked at anything that she's posted or any other poets have posted on Instagram or on any other social media and actually thought to yourself that you could be inspired by that work specifically in your writing? Um, yes. I think, like, certain works have a certain kind of, like, aura around them um, that I would like to capture myself. And so it's more of the, like, energy that it possesses than the actual, like, content that it, you know. So I wouldn't necessarily feel compelled to, you know, remix the poem or anything like that. But the kind of feeling that it provides, the sort of wholeness or stillness, that would be really nice to be able to reflect that in my work, too. So, yeah. I do think that there's this really neat collaborative collection of writers that you can curate ccc for yourself (laughs) on (laughs) on all of your socials um that's pretty interesting i do enjoy so like i I have my personal instagram and then i've created a poetry prompt podcast instagram follow us and (laughs) on there right now we're following mostly poetry accounts which is awesome and has been really great for me in terms of narrowing what media I am consuming digitally and that's been helpful and really neat as a way to discover other writers um, who are around our age so like in their early 20s and trying to navigate the space of writing as well as the space of social media because I do think that it's getting to a point where if you want to, to be someone who writes poetry consistently but also wants to be part of a community 
for some reason, that social media element feels kind of important to me. Yeah. I mean, social media is definitely good for creating a new kind of community where people don't have to be gathered in the same vicinity in order to share ideas and be vulnerable with each other. I mean, it's definitely mediated through technology, so it's different. Um, But it's cool because you get to, like, connect with people and reach people from all these different areas. I mean, I think that's, like, a really special thing that social media is able to contribute. Mm -hmm. And, I mean... This week, I plan to slip into some poets' direct messages. <laughs> Slide in the DMs. Yeah, <laughs> ask them for, to be a guest on the, on the pod. So that part is kind of exciting. Um, in terms of using technology, or, or not even necessarily technology, but like the internet specifically f- as a resource, um, I wanted to talk about two different people that I have had in my life for a long time there's this woman on youtube named minnie small she's an illustrator and she's absolutely fantastic she uses google maps to find houses to draw which i just think is really neat she'll she'll just explore the world using google maps for a hot minute and then if she if she sees one that she's interested in she will then draw that and i have not yet done this but i think it would be interesting to use a similar practice to try to write like an image poem where you are coming across something randomly online or you're actually going out and seeking it and then writing a poem trying to describe that to someone who isn't looking at it yeah I thought of a poem idea that's kind of like like a a map poem or a google map poem if you wanted to make it more like technological where maybe you're describing directions to how to reach some kind of larger concept or idea, um, and you gotta like make a right at this way or whatever, whatever. You know, stuck in between these two streets. Or um, I think that could be really interesting. I would actually really like to do something like that. Or if you could even find actual directions to a place and figure out some kind of creative way to put in metaphors and make it, you know, more meaningful than what it actually is, that would also be really cool, too. Lots of potential there, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of my best friends from college, my one of my freshman year roommates, actually, Abby, she, is, she was a creative writing major at my undergrad, and she was not, she doesn't really write poetry, she more writes... Um, like narrative fiction and she is really interested historically in world war ii and she'll get online and find the names of people who were killed in world war ii or i think she also has showed me a list of the people who like died on the titanic um and she uses names of these people like these lists Mm -hmm. as character names or just to be inspired or just to remember you know the kind of funky names that we don't necessarily still used today it's interesting and that kind of thing i i mean would not be as easily accessible 15 20 years ago yeah i just imagine like having you know some kind of like family member from the past who may have a very like unique kind of name 
um, and to be reading something and then all of a sudden like you see the name within this character or this poem um, and especially if it has something to do related to the way that they died or something that would just be I don't know very special for sure I think that the ability of the internet to hold on to a lot of information and share that information is overall very positive um, but I am happy that I got to vent a little bit about the, the fear of how much it distracts me on a daily basis. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because, like I said, trying to be, um, like, using social media to actually put your work out there versus, like, being distracted from it um, can be challenging, too, just because you're still being vulnerable. You're still putting, you know, your face out there to be critiqued. And... With, like, viral media and memes and all of that, like, that can be really intimidating if you were to put out your work or um, even to just, like, express your feelings in maybe a non-poetic kind of format. Like, people can be really vicious, <laughs> you know? people. Some people use social media to express themselves. Like, introverts, they may not necessarily feel as comfortable communicating you know, in a mass kind of way. So they use social media in order to play out that. But then there's a lot of people who still go against, you know, being vulnerable, even in a new, like, online digital space. And they they don't like that. They don't want people expressing themselves. They don't want people, um, you know, being vulnerable. They say, you know, get get a journal, you know, get a therapist. And it's just like... I don't know. That's always a question, too, when it comes to arts and expressing yourself, um, being critiqued, and how do you take that, you know? How much do you share? Um, is there a certain limit or line of oversharing? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. And then knowing, being able to actively know the difference between critique and hate. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And filter through that. Mm-hmm can be tough. Yeah. Even, like, the idea of, like, intellectual property is a, is a huge thing because you see so many um, cases where, you know, people are sharing their work online and anybody can just take it mm -hmm. or anybody can take it and reform it and call it something, something else. Um, and I've seen some cases where people are, like, very angry and very upset um, because other people are just copying their work and getting, like, going viral. Like, I can't imagine putting something out there and nobody really, like, engages with it. And then somebody else puts out the same exact thing and it goes viral and they become, you know, popular and famous um, off of something that they didn't even create. And, you know, that's really unfair, too. But I guess that happens in real life. <laughs> I've never seen that, but that sounds horrible. Oh, yeah. All oh, it's happened. It's happened many times. Has it happened to you? Oh, it hasn't happened to me. Oh, okay, good. I don't really put my stuff out there like that. <laughs> okay. So we've talked about a couple of potential prompts for this week, and I wanted to give an alternative if this discussion around maybe needing to take a break from technology 
mm-hmm. in order to write more efficiently came to mind, um, comes, comes to mind. So I went out and found, I, w- I was on a walk. I think I was walking a dog because over the summer I was a wag walker, yeah. which was a good job, honestly, like pretty fun. But I'm a dog lover, so obviously teach their own. Um, but wouldn't it see me out there. <laughs> I like dogs too, but I don't have nothing for taking them out. That's like anytime I see people, I just don't want to have to pick up the poop. That's mm. just my thing. It's like I love a dog, but I need somebody else to go do that. <laughs> I understand. I've picked up many a poo in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many a poo. Probably and at not, least 200. Especially like them big dogs. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I have enough time with the small dogs. Because at least they fit in like your hand. But a big dog, you like actually have to come to terms with what you're picking up. And it's like, that's too much. <laughs> um, but because I worked for WAG, I would walk dogs every day. And at one point, I had this older pup that just did not want to walk as far as... You know, I would get paid for 30 minutes, but some of the dogs couldn't handle more than like a 10 or 11 minute walk because they were aged. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember stopping at Highland Street in Virginia and I just wrote this poem really quick. I think I was in a mood that day, but a pretty cool poem came out of it, I think. This is called Readjustment. Pain separating mug windows from far neighbors. Mind wanders with the gaze. Write me to North Highland, where the buses speak in tongues and mine limits itself behind grinding ivories. They take the insides of my cheek off. I swallow the ruined bits of skin, flaked, translucent, digested. The left side of my neck strains against itself and a thunderstorm erupts in the upper west quadrant of my head. Water separating each side from far neighbors. Mind wanders with borrowed ripples. like very kind of minor like images which is just really great thank you i like specific stuff yeah i'm attracted to the specific oh i should start doing that (laughs) that can be an addition to your prompt this week (laughs) whatever you write this week i'm just more specific so like interested in people and I think that I'm always, like, even just now when I was thinking of, oh, I'm going to write a very specific poem, I was thinking of, how can I write a very specific poem about a person? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. That's just my immediate thought. I think you could get um, pretty specific, especially with your idea for character names as street names or, like, using street names that you find mm-hmm. as character names, like, building that character and challenging yourself to get as specific as possible when building this character. That is. So I told myself that I wanted to work on another book this year, but I really need to come up with another strategy that's different from the last one. So my last book was like self-portrait, self-everything was like self-reflection, but it had a lot more to do with like larger ideas and emotions and stuff. Yeah, so maybe I'll focus more on like parts of me and how that creates the whole instead of trying to like 
understand this whole being and express all of that. Because I've been having a really hard time expressing that because it's just like too much. It's a lot of <laughs> pressure. Like you can it put a lot, a lot of pressure. pressure on yourself, especially if you're wanting to talk about big ideas surrounding identity or big ideas yeah, surrounding like, anything. This place, yeah, like emotions that you just can't describe. And it's like, how do you talk about something that you don't know how to talk about? But maybe... I should consider more so, like, breaking it down. Shout out to Jill. <laughs> Be really specific. Whereas I need to move more into actually trying to say something when I write a poem instead of just, let's have a little reflection on exactly what um, my teeth feel like today. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that's okay. I think, too, it would be interesting for you to develop how to have... Like, the ending be more of a, like, a, a pow. So, like, how a lot of your poems are very descriptive. But when you get to the end, if there's, like, something that allows the reader to, like, go back and look at everything and be like, wow, this is, like, so much deeper than I thought it was, that would be, that would be a really great thing. Mm-hmm. I think I need to let myself sit on something long enough to, to realize what that, that yeah. ending would be. You gotta let yourself, like feel more like when you're walking or you're standing on on the bridge or walking to class or whatever like don't just you know (laughs) uh, think about the wind and how Chris feels and her face and all that stuff like I don't know imagine it to be something other than simply what it is cool could be I don't know I think that's good advice (laughs) if it's overwhelming remember that all your prompts really are, are to go on to either Google Maps or go outside and look at some street signs and let that inspire you. Potentially use that as a name to build a character and write a direction or, or map poem. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to add that much, honestly, especially if you find like a list of directions that are maybe from somewhere important in your childhood or, or where you'd like to be in 25 years. Like directions can mean many things. And having that sourced material already eliminates the fear of the blank page a little bit because you're not starting with a a blank page. It's always the hardest to get started, but just like, just start and then just keep going. And then once you finish it, uh, or if it gets into a place that you would like to see it workshopped even, it doesn't even need to be finished, please submit them at the poetrypromptpodcast.georgetown.domains. There's a speak pipe button that should make it really easy for you to submit it to us and we really want to hear all of your work we're so excited um, to really start building this digital online poetry community yes so the word the is important it's the poetry prompt podcast.georgetown.domains i don't know why i felt the need to put the in front of everything but even on socials we're at the poetry prompt because podcast it's- the <laughs> as far as I know, we are the only one podcast. As far but as it, I know, but it's like it's the one, okay? <laughs> like the one that you want to be talking about. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Have a great weekend. Much love. Or oh, maybe not. Maybe it's not the weekend, but um. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor and I need another spring break, y'all. I need a summer. That's actually (laughs) what I really need.
This podcast has been hosted by Jill Fredenberg and Taylor Vinson. Our artwork is by the wonderful Marumi Lee, and our music is by the talented Ava Lenick. This week's prompt and every week's prompts are on our Facebook page as well as our website, thepoetrypromptpodcast.georgetown.domains. Again, that website is thepoetrypromptpodcast.georgetown.domains. And you can find us on socials at the Poetry Prompt Podcast. Thank you.